Welcome to the Craft of Shadows podcast, based on the novel The Jewel of Nineveh by Dewish Basiti. Discover new content and subscribe to receive updates at craftofshadows.com. Now, on with the show. Chapter 21 The Sultan Responds The captain of the watchtowers smartly bowed on one knee. His cap, deferentially at his side, kept his head down as the Grand Vizier read the message. The captain had himself faithfully transcribed the warning bellowed by the loathsome General Musa, butcher of the filthy Nineveh. When he realised that he would have to deliver the message in person, he had shuddered. Rumours were whispered of the Grand Vizier's erratic behaviour. Whether news went for the city or against it, neither was said to be a good predictor of Arshan's mood. The captain sweated in silence, thinking of his family and desperately trying to remember if he told his wife he loved her when they parted this morning. He couldn't remember and crushed his eyelids together to stop from shedding a bitter tear. Captain? Your servant, Excellency. The captain was trembling, and he desperately hoped that the Grand Vizier couldn't see it. You've done a wonderful job capturing the bold general's words. Tell me, what was his tone when he made this address? Sir, he was brash and loud. Rage trembled in his throat, and the words echoed off the walls of the city. Women fainted and children wept. I see. So given your lack of exposure to the man in person, would you judge him a fiery and easily provoked individual? Yes, Excellency. He seemed exactly that sort of character. That is wonderful news. The captain looked up and the Grand Vizier flashed him a toothy smile. Your work is commendable, Captain. You may return to your duties. His collar, sodden with sweat, the captain of the watchtowers saluted smartly and marched away. One last thing. The captain froze mid-step. If by any chance the army of Nineveh attacks, your men are to fall back immediately to the Sultan's palace. His safety is our only concern. The mendicant peasantry are expendable. We are to mount no defence whatsoever? None. It is inconsequential if the city is overrun. You will immediately retreat to the palace. Do I make myself abundantly clear? The captain of the watchtowers saluted the Grand Vizier. Yes, Excellency. Good. Leave me now. The captain left the room with a heavy heart. Arshan arched his fingers 
and focused all his considerable mind onto the tips of his index fingers, pressed together. At long last, he thought the final push. He rose, his silver and blue silks swirling around his ankles and susurrating his way to the sultan. It was midday, so it was likely that the boy would be awake, although he would not yet be his usually compliant, sodden self. After the brisk interrogation of some cowering servants, he determined the location of the sultan. The boy was, as expected, in his pleasure gardens, this time being entertained by a juggler and three not particularly tame monkeys. The monkeys did not seem to enjoy their repeated elevations and screeched as they were tossed around, snapping their little sharp teeth at the juggler's hands and leaving tiny rivulets of blood running down his wrists. This was apparently the sultan's favourite part of the act, for every time one of the monkeys sunk his teeth in, the juggler cried out in pain. The sultan would roar with laughter and slap his knees and shout for the juggler to keep on going and to never stop. Your Majesty? Ashun, you have to see this fellow. He's truly hilarious. Obviously, Your Majesty, it is a rare display of wit indeed. Oh, you don't like it? Come on, Arshan, don't be so stiff. On the contrary, Majesty, I find it most stimulating, yet so mirthful that I fear it will distract me from performing my urgent duties to you, and given the extreme gravity of the situation that is unfolding, I could not live with myself if it were to happen. The sultan sighed and blew out his cheeks. Oh, all right, Arshan. I do know you are only doing what is best for me. Go on, merry juggler. Away with you. The juggler effused his thanks as he coaxed the screaming, snapping monkeys into a sack and carried them away. Well, out with it, Arshan. What's the bad news that was so important that you had to spoil my breakfast? Mithridates selected a plump grape from his fruit bowl and popped it into his mouth. Grave news indeed, Majesty. Even now, the loathsome army of Nineveh has encircled the city and threatens us with war. The sultan choked on his mouthful and coughed it back into the bowl. Nineveh? What is this about? I'm putting an end to all these hostilities by marrying the jewel. That was my bold and decisive action. Wasn't that what you told me? The fault is not yours, Majesty, but lies with the low-browed and vengeful people of Nineveh. When news reached them that their ambassador to this city had met with an untimely end, and although our guards could discover nothing suspicious, they took offence. 
when his body was returned with a plethora of stab wounds. But we had nothing to do with it. You told me it was likely just a botched burglary. And so it was, sire. But Nineveh is a land of very stupid people and they jumped to wild conclusions. So what is the army for? It deeply pains me to say this, Majesty, for they are words of another, but you must hear them. General Musa, who commands their forces, says you are unworthy to marry the jewel and must return her to them within a day, or they will overrun and sack the city. He promised to do most vile and unspeakable things to the city folk. I don't care about the people. He can do what he likes to them. I'm not giving up the jewel. She is the most beautiful girl in the world and the only fitting queen for a sultan of my dignity and splendour. Isn't that what you said, Arshan? Truer words were never spoken, Majesty. But what is it that you suggest? Do you intend to press on immediately with the wedding, dashing Nineveh to the ground and forcing your leadership of our martially conjoined cities? The Sultan looked apprehensive and twiddled his fingers together. Then he blinked and a big smile spread out over his chubby face. That's exactly what I suggest. Brilliant thinking on my part, don't you think? Get to work organising my wedding party straight away. He snapped his fingers together under Arshan's pointy nose. The Grand Vizier closed his eyes and breathed deeply before returning a smile to the Sultan. Immediately, Your Majesty. Oh, and one last thing, a message of response for Nineveh? Maybe a few words decrying their strong arm tactics and reminding them that uniting the two cities is still a worthy goal, one that you firmly believe will bring peace to our two nations. The Sultan smiled brightly. My words exactly. Let Nivi know I am strong but fair, calm and in control. The Grand Vizier swept his trailing sleeves along the grass as he backed out to the door. All will be as you wish, Your Majesty. Arshan swished back to his audience chamber, grumbling under his breath and snapping his own fingers under his nose. As he ruminated, the tightness around his narrowed eyes softened and a toothy smile emerged from under his droopy moustache. Scribe, fetch some parchment. I need an urgent message sent on behalf of His Majesty to General Musa, who waits in his camp outside the city. The message must be delivered only into the hands of the General himself. This is the message. General Musa, you flatulent ass, remove your flea-bitten, plague-ridden excuse for an army 
from my lands within a day or as a gesture of my disgust for your entire nation, I will violate the Jew and cast her from the peak of God's finger like the worthless harlot that she is. Signed, His Celestial Majesty Mithridates, Sultan of Earth. The trembling scribe worked away and presented the scroll to the Grand Vizier. Arshan read the letter, his smile growing broader with every word. Then he rolled it up and sealed it with wax and the Sultan's personal stamp. Deliver this immediately. Do take a moment to study the good general's face when he receives it. I should rather like a thorough description upon your return. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Craft of Shadows podcast. More details at craftofshadows.com. Copyright 2020, Dewish Pasiti and Vinkto Publishing. Title music by Turku, Nomads of the Silk Road, at turkumusic.com.